0: podcast and I have an incredible guest this week everyone. He is my mentor. He has helped me with some creative ideas. Um, he is the go-to guy in the wrestling industry to help anyone with their promos. Uh, we're gonna talk about his dojo. we're gonna talk about his career at the NWA. Everyone, please welcome Mr. Chris Silvio. Hello Chris.
1: That was absolutely beautiful. And I'm so happy to be here with you, Vicky. And I like how you say guerrero properly. I speak a very horrible version of Spanglish, but I'll attempt it. Guerrero. How was hey, that?
0: that that's closer than my than my wife friends.
1: There you go. Closer <laughs> close to the most. Awesome. But yeah, I'm really happy to be here with you today. And um I appreciate the, the kind words. Um we Vicky and I uh, got to meet, and um I, I had the pleasure of helping her out on some creative. Um, just some different stories that we're trying to tell together and uh, some promo stuff. And um, she's an awesome talent, so I was just happy to help. But I um, oh. hope everything's going well, and I'm glad to be rocking your podcast.
0: Yeah, thanks, Chris. You know, I wanted to share you with my audience. Um, I, I've gained a lot of respect from you because, as I said, uh, you're you're pretty much my mentor. I watch you quite a bit, and You're so talented with your promos and the way you work the camera and your work with NWA. And I just, I wanted to just pay back everything you've helped me with to uh, promote you on my show and to let everyone know who you are and what you're about and everything that you're involved in. Um, So, you're an artist, a wrestling coach, a producer, a creative consultant, an actor. You're an owner of a dojo, and you are the esquire. Of the NWA. Is there anything else?
1: Yes, and I'm actually also a wrestler, so that's eight things. <laughs> yeah. A lot yeah. to keep up with, right?
0: Yeah, well, it's a lot of accolades. Um, <laughs> let's talk about, gosh, where are we going to start? You're the creative consultant, which I want to really point that out because you've offered your services online for everyone from someone that wants to get into the business to a professional wrestler, to a manager, you know, everyone Mm -hmm. that's involved with in some aspect of a wrestling show, you're Mm -hmm. offering your services. Tell us how that came about.
1: So kind of what I do with the creative end is usually the way I'll phrase it is I I will work with people from um, smaller regional wrestlers, independent talent that work around their state, maybe a couple states. Um, that i know have potential to grow and that um seek help i want to be there to help them all the way to high level um professionals like yourself um you know and one of the cool things about you is you have so much experience and you spent so much of your life being around wrestling you know it very very well but much like myself you always want to expand your knowledge and continue to grow and get better and better so that's one of the things i find cool about you um So to give an idea kind of what I do, um, like in a case like Vicky, she has so many ideas, which I'm sure you guys have heard on the show, super creative woman. Um, So she has so many ideas. It's like, yes, I'd love to do this. I'd love to do that. So I kind of sit down with her, hear out the ideas, let her know which ones sound really great and marketable, which ones may not be. Um, Give my spin, maybe write a few lines and then collaborate with her to figure out how to make all these, Ideas floating in the stratosphere come together in a way that the viewing audience can see it and digest it. Um, So that's one of the cool things. Like I consider a lot of my work with creative collaboration. I do have some instances where I'm essentially a ghostwriter for people where um, maybe somebody is not strong on promos and, um, you know, maybe I haven't gotten them up to speed yet in promo class where they're like, I don't know what to say. Can you write my promo? Um, So I've, you know, I've done those again from regional talent to big stars you see on TV, Um, you know, which is fun because I I have a a unique way of kind of tuning into the individual, learning who they are, and who they are as a performer, and kind of learning to speak in their voice when I have to write promos, and encourage them to find their voice. Um, You've had yours for many years, everybody's very familiar with your voice. But a lot of performers, even at high levels, uh, with promos, they haven't found that out yet. They don't know their voice. They don't know what they should sound like. They don't know how they would react to a situation. Um, And it's just, it's part of human psychology as well, which interests me. Um, And I just love being able to teach people how to do that. One of my favorite things as a coach, whether it's helping you with promos or uh, training wrestlers, um, is the ability to bring out of people the talent and ability that I see inside. Like I know what someone's capable of shortly after meeting them or seeing them work. And a lot of times the performer doesn't believe in even experienced people like you and I. Sometimes we may get down on ourselves. We're like, man, I've been trying everything. Nothing's working, what the heck? So sometimes you need people to remind you who the F you are, um, you know, which I think I've even told you a few times, you're Vicky F and Guerrero, you're awesome. You got this lady.
0: Well, I think also, Chris, what a good aspect, and I just want to say that, you know, as many years as I've had in the wrestling industry, I still have to open my eyes and my mind to to listening to others for, for advice and for criticism and for, you know, critique. I mean, I think that when we stop, you know, when we close ourselves off and we don't want to learn anymore, you know, things kind of, you know, shut down. And I'm always open to learning new stuff. And the things that you help me with, you know, because we're, I work with AEW and, you know, I'm, I'm, I struggled, you know, and I was trying to find things that I could, you know, impress them with. And, you know, when I couldn't do anything, you were such a blessing to come in and just kind of give me these ideas. And so, you know, it's, it's we all need help. We all right. need to, you know, open our, our, our brains and say, hey, you know, what can I learn from this person? And I've certainly learned a lot from you as a matter of
1: fact. Right. And it's so much fun. I had a little run in here. Um, two of my awesome students, delivered me some cream soda which is one of my favorite beverages. Um Labrava you want to come here and say hi to my friend Vicky Guerrero. This is Labrava Mayhem. She's one of my top female prospects.
0: Are you there? Um, hi. Yes. how hello in the
1: wrestling ring.
0: I wish I could hear She but said how are you? I'm doing good Vicky. It's such a pleasure to meet, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you.
1: So to Vicky's fans look out for her. What are your tags at Labrava Mayhem?
0: So my uh, Instagram handle is at LaBrava Mayhem on Facebook. Find me as Labrava Wrestler and Wrestler is not my last name, but you know, Facebook, shenanigans, you know what I mean. And then Twitter, I am on Twitter as Labrava Official, and I even have a TikTok, Six cents. Wow. Brava. Wow.
1: I love TikTok. You got it all. Hopefully you guys can meet in person one day.
0: Hopefully, yes. yes. I would love to see her work in person.
1: It's good. And one more quick run and come say hi, real quick. Me, my friend Vicky. Salazar, one of my top heavyweights. How's it going? He is Salazar Hi. de la Muerte. That was the pronunciation on that. Is that all right? That was really good. Really good. <laughs> Rising Independent Star. He's been working with the NWA a little bit. Um, you can see him on social media as well at Salazar Executioner. Yes. Awesome. Yep.
0: That's so, amazing. Nice to meet you. So,
1: awesome. Bye. Thanks, so,
0: thanks. so, Chris, let's talk about your dojo because I see it every time that you are, me and you are working together. How is it that people can contact you to get into the dojo? How is it they can you know, find you for promos? I mean, what is it that they need to qualify to be a part of your school?
1: Very good question. Um, so for the dojo, I am very um, selective. I'm selective about the talent I work with um, and selective about who I let in here. Um, one qualification I have um, is I kind of have to assess you out as a human being. Um, all of my team here, um, they're all good people who get along well, do their job and then get out. Um, I don't want any jerks or people stirring the pot. So step number one, you gotta be a good person. If you're not, I'm not the coach for you. Um, step two, you gotta be an athlete. Pro wrestling is a combat sport. A lot of people think too much in the performance end. Yes, there's a lot of performance into it, but it is a combat sport and a contact sport. And Vicky, you've been around a long time. How do bumps feel? Those feel very uh, good. Yeah,
0: Man, they don't. They, they don't
1: feel good. <laughs> not not so good. Um, so this stuff hurts, and it will help you um, to improve quicker and to be legitimate pro if you are actually coming from an athletic background. If you don't, um, that's okay. I would recommend trying to do something athletic at minimum, get on a good gym routine prior to wrestling training. Um, So I generally want to make sure I've got an athlete. I prefer higher level athletes, NCAA to professional or semi-pro. Like I have a few professional fighters. Um, The majority of my team were at least amateur athletes. Um, I don't require it. Like if somebody comes in and they got heart and they can go and they really want this and I see something in them, I won't turn them away. Um, but I, I want people that have the dedication and passion to be here. I'm not a part-time coach. There are a lot of uh, wrestlers that, um, they just want to train like, you know, a couple of days a month, come in, pop in, pop out. You could do that anywhere you want, just not here. Um, what, what I do at the dojo is a de- developmental program. And I don't know if there are any others like it in the States. Um, I develop talent from the ground up to get them ready for TV and teach them all aspects of the business, how to make money, how to talk to promoters, how to be a character, how to um, you know, request the amount of money that you're looking for, how to pitch angles, all that stuff. Whereas most wrestling schools, and this is probably the biggest difference, Vicky, uh, most wrestling schools will take X amount of dollars, and they will teach you a certain amount of wrestling fundamentals, and then off into the world you go. Um, these kids aren't prepared. There's not a, a teacher in the world, I don't care how great they are, that can train somebody for three months, let them loose and now the person's a pro. You don't learn this craft in in three months. Um, so I'm here to develop the talent all the way up. And um, I've got a pretty nice track record of having my talent go on to appear at the larger companies like the NWAs and the AEWs and the NXTs, um, but only those that are willing to put in the work. So. That's, um, that's the qualifications, um, how to get considered. Um, I let a limited amount of people in a few times per year, and I'll usually announce that on all my social medias. Um, so if you are interested in fit the qualifications I mentioned, um, you can uh, reach out to me on Facebook. My Facebook is Chris Silvio, um, or you can reach out to me on Instagram at the Chris Silvio. Uh, the Death Proof Dojo is at Death Proof Dojo as well. But Connect with me. I'll ask you some questions, check you out and uh, see where we go from there. So do you have
0: do you have classes, Chris, that go like from January all the way through, like say, June or is it a constant? I mean, how do you take, you know, that student that's, you know, very green in the industry and know and how long do you work with them to know that they're ready for, you know, the the bigger promotions?
1: That's an awesome question. And again, that's one of the differences. Between Death Proof Dojo and the majority of wrestling schools, um, is that I, I don't do the few month crash course um, because I, I don't believe you can properly develop a wrestler. And someone's welcome to prove me wrong. Um, so I haven't seen any. quick. <laughs> right? like, yeah. The, the, the time frame will vary on the individual. Um, you know, I have uh, one one guy in particular, um, Bulletproof uh, Blake Troop who recently made his NWA debut and he's on a way to on his way to becoming a big star there. Um, Blake, I did online training with for about six months. Uh, he had no experience. Um, so we did mostly like uh, psychology wrestling theory. Um, then he moved down to Tampa to train at the dojo a uh, year and a half in, he is now because of the work he put in, he is now ready for me to be able to say, okay, it's time to shop. It's time for you to talk to Tony Khan. It's time for you to talk to Billy Corgan. It's time for you to talk to Paul Levin. Um, You know, but not everybody progresses at that level. Um, you might have a student that's with you for three years. So they're welcome to stay with me as long as they want, um, but I let them know when they're ready. And I'm honest if they're not, um, you know, I like to give my guys and girls opportunities if I can help them to get onto a show, whether it be a good independent show or a television opportunity. Um, I do that as a coach, but I require that you put in the work and that you're ready because I can't send you if you're not ready. Um, I'd love to.
0: And it's a reflection of you. If you send them off and you know, they're not ready, it's going to come back on your training, you know? So there's a lot of collateral when you have that faith in that student to go represent everything that you've put into that school to make them who they are. Correct. You know, so, um, as far as, you know, do they... Is it required that they move to Tampa? Was it that the a mm-hmm. student that's listening to the podcast, you know, is there a price? Is it a, a per month? Is it a you know, you're here for so many months, and then do you, you know, how many times do you have to be at the dojo because you travel for NWA? Mm-hmm. Um, what is it that you can tell them today that kind of give them a synopsis of exactly what you what they're going to be expected to do when they join the dojo?
1: Sure. So. Um... You can work with me from anywhere in the world online. <clears throat> I have a lot of online students, uh, many of which are wrestlers, and we will do things like watch their matches together. I can critique their, uh, their form, their technique, offer them suggestions, create the same way I will ghostwrite promos for people. I'll, uh, I do the same thing with finishers for a lot of wrestlers. I won't tell you who, but there's a good chance you might be watching somebody on TV doing a move that I made up for them. So uh, I'll come up with something like that, or I'll say, hey, instead of doing these moves, try these. Um, I do a lot of character development with um, good amount of indie, indie talent, um, some uh, high level professional talent um, as well, but it's, it's mostly independent guys that are trying to figure out who they are and what their presentation is. So as far as that end of it, you can do that from anywhere. The physical end, um, it does require a commitment to be here. Um, I run group training classes three days a week on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, and I offer one-on-one personal in-ring training uh, five days a week, Monday through Friday. So a lot of students have a combination of both, where they'll attend the three-night classes and do one to two personal lessons each week. So if you do that, if you think about it, Vicky, that's five days of ring time every week. So you're bound to get good quicker than your competition. Um, so yeah, you you do have to relocate to Tampa. If somebody like wants to come for a visit or something, I'm not opposed to it. You know, if somebody's like, hey, I can't move to Tampa right now, but I'd love to train for a week. I'm I'm a reasonable, man. I'll work something out with you. But I do prefer uh people to be here because I'm a full-time coach and I only work with full-time students. Um yeah. so that's, that's kind of how that works. And um they have options like uh usually it's just a monthly fee, kind of like a gym. Um, I run this just like a combat sports gym and any mixed martial arts or combat sports gym you go to is the same thing. You pay a monthly rate. And if you want personal lessons with the coach, you have a rate for that. Um, but I do offer a discount. Like if somebody's like, Hey, I just want to pay for X amount of time out of the way. That's cool with me too. Yeah.
0: Um, something how I found you out is because uh, my dear friend Mercedes Martinez is the one yes. we were talking, we work really close together. We are always talking in the locker room and, you know, I was telling him how frustrated I was, you know, with getting promos and attention. She's like, Hey, I, I know this guy, Chris Silvio, who's amazing. He's helped me. And it's by word of mouth that mm-hmm. you have gained the recognition of a lot of people at AEW to, uh, to recognize, you know, how great you are. And I have to contest it. it's just, it's been such a blessing. How is it that people can get a hold of you just for the online promo work, like how I do with you? You know, how can they contact you? What's the price of your time? Because it is a lot of time, and it it takes a while for you to get to know that person, especially if they're not on TV. Cool. So how how can they do that with you?
1: Um, that's the same social media, um, kind of how we all meet one another. You and I met on social media, I bet. Uh, <laughs> Um, All my handles are at the Chris Silvio. Um, I'm most interactive with um, the wrestling community, students, and potential students on Facebook. So my recommendation would be um, Chris Silvio on Facebook and contacting me there. um, Or use uh, my Instagram or Twitter at the Chris Silvio. Facebook's usually the easiest. All right.
0: Now, you have a Patreon account, which is um, patreon.com slash
1: superstar wrestling network. I do kind Wait, of Wait,
0: tell us what that's about.
1: So I started that during the pandemic when none oh. of us could work and we were all going nuts inside of our house. You remember those days? Yeah. Crazy time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'd started doing that. I, I've been doing podcasts for a while. I was part of a weekly podcast um, on a fairly decent platform. And um, I'm like, well, I'm at home. I need to create content. So I just started my own um, Patreon site where I would cover wrestling news or funny wrestling stories, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm in the process of transitioning that site into a coaching-based site. So I I don't recommend – I'd love to sell it right now and make a few bucks, but I don't recommend signing up uh, just yet because it is being transformed from a podcast platform into an instructional pro wrestling educational platform.
0: That's amazing. Well, we'll be looking out for that. Now, let's talk about NWA because I get a kick out of you because being a manager, I'm always attracted to watching the other managers and you know who they're who they're representing. You are the esquire of the NWA, which is people that don't know it means lawyer. Uh, you have all the legal means, the, the psychic thinking of how to you know, weasel your way in and out of different situations. And you represent, <laughs> yeah. you represent Jax Dane, who is, you two together are, I, I love it. I mean, I love a good heel. And you guys are just amazing. How How did you get to be the Esquire? How is it at NWA? How long have you been there? Give everybody this short-term, you know, history of how you built yourself at NWA.
1: You did a pretty good job explaining it. Um just the only thing you had wrong is um yes, I am Chris Silvio Esquire. Um but I am the representative of the greatest heavyweight attraction in the world today. <laughs> Jack day. So you just missed that part, but the rest
0: Sorry, right. I didn't mean to insult your character. Uh, it's okay. It's, I don't <laughs> take
1: a person. Um yes, I work with Jack. He's a killing machine. Um I also I spoke earlier about Blake Bulletproof Troop, who's a top heavyweight prospect. Um, he is now under my wing at NWA, and he was dojo trained, so you know he's going to be a bad son of a gun. Um, so how did I become an esquire? Um, well, according to the the um, storybook of the NWA, um, after I got injured in the ring and had to take some time away, I uh, went back to school. I was an aspiring law student that decided to run off and join the circus of professional wrestling. And once I got hurt and couldn't wrestle, like I might as well finish my law degree, right? So I studied for three and a half weeks, passed the bar, bada bing, bada boom, Esquire. Um, So that's how one becomes an Esquire in uh, professional wrestling. Um, And Esquire does mean lawyer. However, there is also an alternate version of Esquire and I actually like this one a bit better. So in Old English, um, and when I say Old English, I mean like in England, um, the term Esquire was used as a, a term of nobility almost. So for example, if I were to invite you and um, a guest to uh, a fancy function at my castle, I would say to uh, John Smith Esquire and Ms. Vicky Guerrero. So Esquire was kind of a term of for nobility. And it was also a term for um, somebody working their way into being a knight back when knights were a big deal. Um, So I think that's cool. I'm a history buff. So the way that I honestly look at myself, um, and I refer to this, like when I'm in the ring, um, Chris Silvio is pro wrestling nobility. Um, There are very few people in the world today that can do half of the things um, that I can do in there. And there are even fewer that can do what i do on the microphone and far fewer that can do what i can do in the courtroom
0: is that's really cool because you have a plan b in life i mean if things don't work out in the wrestling you you can do your dojo and then be a a lawyer during the day i mean it's Mm -hmm. quite the perfect combination that you created for your life
1: you got it you're a (laughs) businesswoman. you get it i thought about like getting a big sign that says um death proof dojo slash honest legal services um, but so my honest, honest legal services, but my publicist isn't sold on the name yet. So we're, we're kind of working on that. Um, but the history of the NWA, um, and kind of how I'm there and why oddly enough, um, years and years ago, when I first started my career, one of the first championships I won was a regional NWA tag team championship. And for a long time after NWA fell from prominence that it had at one time, um, you got into the NWA by paying an annual fee. So promoters from all over the country would pay their fee and they'd be able to call themselves NWA Texas, NWA Virginia, NWA whatever. So there were all these little promotions running under the banner until um, Mr. Corgan purchased the company in 2017 and went about bringing it mainstream and having the vision that he does for it um, of making it into a uh, viable Um, product and alternative to the WWE to AEW stuff like that and um, I think he's doing a very very good job at at that Uh, and this this isn't coming from a company line obviously I can't get on here and you know bury my employers Um, but this is just like speaking as a man the first time I went to an NWA event I was uh, just there to support um, genocide my other half Um, who was wrestling on an event called Empower. I don't know if you have the chance. She's quite talented, I have to say. She is. Um, I don't know if you had the chance to see that show, Vicky, but it was amazing. It was the all-female pay-per-view that Mickey James produced. So good. And um, I was there, and I'm kind of a jack-of-all-trades in wrestling, as you listed earlier. And um, help was needed um, with some of the production staff. So my buddy Tony, I'm just there hanging out, supporting Jenna. And my buddy Tony's like, Sylvia, are you busy? I'm like, no, what you need? He's like, can you help me with something? Go, yeah, sure. Literally 10 minutes later, I'm running gr- gorilla position for the pay-per-view. And then at the, at the end of the night, I can't remember who it was. Somebody was like, hey, you want to do this again tomorrow? And that, that was the, the men's pay-per-view or mixed pay-per-view. So they had Empower and then the next one. So I went in there, I did my job, apparently did it well, kept getting invited back. And um, as you're there, like, you know, um, kind of the culture there is you prove yourself. And um, over time, you're given more responsibility, you're given more leeway, stuff like that. Um, So I just proved I know what I'm doing. And I'm professional. I'm going to be a great employee while I'm there. I'm going to get along with everyone. There's not much to not like about me when I'm at work. Um, and I didn't intend on uh performing. And to be honest, Vicky, I didn't want to work for any wrestling company at all. Um, one of my bosses, I guess you could say, um, asked me early, it was maybe my third um loop of NWA, um, you know, well, what are you looking for? Like, what do you want out of this? Job, blah, blah blah. I was like, you know what? I don't want a job. Um, I was running my school and I'd gotten hurt a few years ago and couldn't wrestle anymore. And sometimes as you know, like uh, corporate pro wrestling can really wear on you. Um, And there's so much mental anguish that comes with it. And at that time I was like, the last thing I wanna do is work for a wrestling company. I just wanna work for myself. But the environment of the NWA was so cool being that our backstage environment is so calm and quiet. Not everybody's best of friends, I'm not gonna lie but there's no burying there's no backstabbing there's no loudness people are cool and everyone's just there to do their job and try to make the show good i've never seen so much as one argument the whole time i've been there so just kind of seeing the environment and then i you know i'm making friends with some of my coworkers, getting to know mr corgan um you know developing a rapport with him and then one day i just i think i just shot him an email It's like you know i've been here for a while and uh billy i told you before i I don't want to work in pro wrestling anymore but i like it here so um i think i'd like to stay and he's like yeah absolutely you got a job and randomly one day jack's ear jack's dane busts his eardrum and he has to miss a tv taping who's going to explain what happened to jack's dane and what happens next week you know if
0: of course it's you for people who don't know uh billy corgan is the lead singer for smashing pumpkins So what's really ironic about that is that I've met Billy Corgan when I was working with WWE and um, he's quite popular. How Mm -hmm. is he, as from a boss point of view, running a wrestling company coming from, you know, a rock band, you know Mm I mean? That has to be quite of a a transition, you know, because you're not, it's two different type of venues. I mean, it's different audiences, you know, it's still entertaining how's it been having
1: Billy as your boss so Billy's pretty cool um he's approachable which as you know in professional wrestling that's kind of something that everyone wants please let my boss be approachable yeah. if you if you can't talk to the boss it's a hard life so um he's approachable he's usually pretty cool and laid back like Billy's not a yeller I don't think I've ever really heard him um raise his voice um you know if, if I've picked something he don't he doesn't like or something like that, you know. I've heard him check me real quick, but uh, but that's about the extent of it. Um, what I think Billy does well is is he he knows how to make something mainstream, and he knows how to make stars as he did with his band. So he kind of has that vision of how do I take wrestling and not just look at it as wrestling, but look at it as like this universal entertainment entity and make that entity mainstream. And what I respect a lot about him is he knows his stuff. He's studied, he's done his homework. He grew up watching the territories. There, there's a reason you've met him at WWE because he's a huge wrestling fan and studied yeah. his whole yeah. life. And what Billy does well is he surrounds himself with a good staff and good people. Billy uh, might suggest something like, hey, for the what about for the finish? Like, you know, you do something where this happens and then you know, you'll get a chair and boom, slide it out the way. But that's about the extent of it. Billy isn't in there telling the guys in the ring, hey, do this spot or do that, blah, blah, blah. He understands that's not his forte, that's their part. And he's put together some great agents. Um, we got Medusa working with the men and, and the women. We got Jazz, um, you know um, Pat Kenny, um, who's longtime producer for uh, Impact. ECW wrestler, great mind, one of my current mentors, um, Dr. Tom Pritchard, um, you know, yeah, giant so like with a team like that, um, he got the right people that can fill in what he doesn't know about the in-ring part of wrestling, and he lets us speak. That's my favorite thing about NWA. Those promos that you hear, everything I say and do, nobody is telling me what to or what not to say. And I'm a big believer in ask for forgiveness, than ask for permission. Um, so if there are aspiring talents listening to this, um, sometimes if you say, hey, can I do this? There's a good chance they're going to say no. So if you know that that thing is really, really good, um, don't be afraid to get it in. And then later they're going to go, wow, that was awesome. Or you shouldn't have said that, but it was good. (laughs) Um, So that's, that's cool. There's a lot of freedom there that I get as a performer. My Esquire uh, character that I put together, it's all me. It's all Chris Silvio, just with a little bit of the direction that the company would like. I'm speaking as me. I'm having fun. I'm creating art. I'm doing my promos. And um, at some point, during this podcast i got bigger news i'll fill you in on um yes but, but that's but that's yes. what i love about it i'm just uh i get to be me i get to perform and nobody tells me how to do it i'll just say like if billy's producing one of my promos i'll go uh all right boss give me uh give me two bullet points they'll say like mad jack stan wants a title shot okay perfect here we go that's that's incredible. You're-
0: it's really talented. And for anyone that hasn't watched uh, NWA or even Chris Silvio's Instagram, you see a lot of Chris on his Instagram with his promos and you're always advertising. And I get so excited when you have the creative, you know, liberty to be able to to do what you want. And I've discussed my frustrations with you and it's just so great to watch you because what they see on Instagram, they're going to see you know, NWA, so you're very transparent and advertising yourself on your social media, but then they can go to NWA and still be entertained because your storyline is still following through with mm-hmm. NWA, which is, it's just, it's entertaining for me. And I love it so much. Um, thank you. Thank you. So and on, no, go ahead.
1: And, and that's actually a little bit of advice I can give to people. Um, when I started doing those promos, I was not told to. Um, I would know that Power was coming up, an episode of Power, and this is what Jackson's doing. So I took it upon myself to create and produce my own promos, continued to do that. The office noticed that, appreciated that, uh, realized that I was pretty good at speaking, and um, I got more respect from the company. And that also led to more camera time. Um, and I actually did first person in pro wrestling history. Um, I did a uh, live legal session on an episode of NWA Power. Um, I didn't get to cross-examine anybody, but I did get to provide evidence live on TV, including a uh, backboard with the uh, pictures and transcripts, and I pointed and all that. I was like Perry freaking Mason. It was awesome.
0: (laughs) So. When uh, NWA Power is coming up next on January 31st, mm-hmm. and that's when uh, you guys are on YouTube, correct? So, anytime mm-hmm. they want to catch any past NWA episodes, they're able to go to YouTube and, and check it out. But the next one that's coming up will be January 31st, mm-hmm. and I want to talk to you about um, the pay per view Nuff said because it's going to be on February 11th, and I'm always watching you, Chris. And on your Instagram, you said that you have a huge announcement at the pay-per-view. I would love, if you can't tell me, I totally respect that. But you have me so damn curious of what's going on with Chris Silvio and what you are up to next.
1: Did you happen to see where the pay-per-view on February 11th, Nuff said, is going to take place?
0: It's going to be in the city you live in, Tampa, Florida.
1: He's going to be in Tampa, Florida in front of all my people. My family lives here. My mom, my grandma lives here. Um, You know what? I've I've been kind of playing around in my mind how and when I would say things that I wanted to say. But um, this is a good platform and you're my homegirl. So um, February 11th, after um, four years and a lot of work, uh, Chris Silvio Esquire steps back into a pro wrestling ring.
0: Oh my gosh, that's amazing!
1: So, you heard it I, first I, right here on your show
0: singles competition.
1: Singles competition
0: that is incredible. And are we going to see that at the pay per view? Is that going to happen, or is it just going to be something that's going to come up after the pay per view? So,
1: it's going to be um part of the pay per view. Um, I'm not privy yet to the lineup. Um, so it will either be on the fight TV broadcast or the YouTube broadcast that we do prior to going live on fight. So, yeah, you'll be able to see it live from uh, wherever you are.
0: And That's
1: I'm going a- to try, try to keep, like, you know, I'm in my dojo. I'm going to try to keep my tough guy appearance, uh, you know, strong and not get too sentimental about it. But um, there was a time four or five years ago where um, I was told by several doctors I would never wrestle again. And um, always in the back of my mind, I knew that I would. And um, it sucks being told that you can't do that. But I always had just this little spark that said, you're going to do that. And I just worked and worked and worked and worked. And then one day I went in to get all my tests and scans and all that stuff. And uh, they're like, hey, this looks really good. And I said, would I be able to safely do this? Yes, you would. Got the sign off, immediately sent it to Corgan. Um, so literally I did everything in my power to not give up on my dream, found all these different avenues in between, met awesome people like you, started podcasting, started my dojo, became a producer, um, you know, started working as behind the scenes guy for NWA and I'm going to continue to do all that. Uh, but my first love is the ring. So you'll get to see that February 11th.
0: Well, I'm excited. So what, what's the, what does this mean for Jack's Dane? Is this going to mean that you're still going to work together? Or do you want to separate and just take care of Chris Sylvia, and make you the, the one and only priority?
1: Um, are you aware of how um, lawyers are generally compensated? Yes. If they win, they get paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and a good lawyer has a retainer. So basically a retainer is you're going to get X amount of money every single month to represent this person, should they need your legal services. And then if you provide those legal services and you win, you get a lot of money. So it'd be quite foolish of me to turn down a retainer, number one. Um, And no, I am still the one and only representative of the greatest heavyweight attraction in the world today, Jack Stane. And what we're doing is we are building a, a kingdom, an empire. So kind of the way I phrased it recently, on one of my uh, vague posts that you were asking me about, um, you hang out with somebody who's the greatest heavyweight attraction in the world, right? So you're kind of forced to be great. So if he's the greatest heavyweight attraction, why not become the greatest junior heavyweight attraction in the world today? Oh. So we have all the power, we have all the talent. And now I have the wild card uh, professional MMA fighter, Blake Bulletproof Troop who's literally there just to beat people up, um, and do my bidding and make money while doing that. Um, we're we're making an empire. We're going to be the strongest unit in NWA. And as Straight a personal up. goal, as a personal goal, I will be um, NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion, and not having to do with anything that takes place behind the scenes. Um, it's because I'm going to work to the point where I am the undeniable choice to do that, and then whip everyone's ass in the process and become. NWA junior heavyweight champion.
0: Well, gosh, you just answered my next question because I was asking you what's going to be next for Chris Silvio, you know, in 2023 and you just answered it. So I am pretty damn excited for you about this. This is going to be great. And also, you know, as a a heel manager, we're always greater in numbers. You know, that's our strength. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. why why be two or three when you can be 15? I mean, that makes perfect sense.
1: (laughs) Bobby Heenan is my biggest influence as a, as a manager.
0: So I always think of the
1: the Heenan family and I love that dynamic.
0: Oh, love him. Um, Who are your mentors in wrestling? You mentioned a little bit, but who's your Mount Rushmore that you go to, like when you're trying to, you know, try and get motivated. Who is it that you're looking at?
1: Rip Rogers, number one, who was my um, coach at OVW for um, better part of nine years. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in continued training. For example, LeBron James, when the season ends, he doesn't just sit on the couch, he goes to practice. So I believe wrestlers should do the same thing. So I was already wrestling on national TV and I was still going to train with Rip twice a week because he's a good coach and a good athlete needs a good coach. Um, So Rip would probably be number one on that. Um, Tom Pritchard is somebody I have a lot of uh, admiration for and, you know, would pick his brain anytime. Um, My coach in England, Marty Jones, that taught me a lot of the catch style of pro wrestling and the traditional um, world of sport, English professional wrestling style. Um, He's one of my go-to guys. Um, And then um, would probably be Brent Taring, who um, his name might not be familiar, but Brent Taring did commentary for the Empower event um, very tight with Mickey James. They came up around the same time and same group. Uh, Brent's around my age group and a longtime friend. He's been a uh, manager when he started and then a commentator, which he is great at, but he is one of those people that is smarter to the business than 80% of the wrestlers. Like wow. I, he's the only person in the world that's not a wrestler that I would say, what do you think of this spot? Or what do you think of this finish and trust his answers? Um, so those are, pretty much there another shout out i'll give out to is serena deeb she and i um, like to bounce ideas off each other for technique yeah yeah
0: um something you said on twitter that really caught my attention and you just your work ethic is so disciplined chris and i really i watch your social media so much because you know in a day that's kind of like you know slow for me or just not there I can look to your, your social media and you're very encouraging. But I love what you said on Twitter. You said, stop bitching. Put your head down and fucking work. Talent always shines. How incredible that is. Those, I mean, that's just, that sums up everything. Like, instead of worrying about everyone else, just worry about your own self and, and get to work. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's
1: just
0: so encouraging.
1: And, and sometimes people need to hear it bluntly. And I'm glad you read that in full and did not edit it. Um, and had I known that language was acceptable, I would have <laughs> said some different dialogue here. Um, it's my
0: show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I should have known. Um, a- as a coach, I'll admit, I swear quite a lot. I'm not a big yeller, because um, I'm not an angry guy, so it's not in my nature. If I'm yelling, there's something majorly wrong. Um, but I, I say the same things to my guys like, you know, just fucking do it. Like, don't talk about whatever it is that you want to do or list four reasons why you're not going to be able to do that. Like, well, I would, but, you know, my car has been broken down for a while and, um, you know, I got to get a new job. And when I move a little bit closer, then I could start. You know, people can give you a thousand reasons as to why they can't do something but at the end of the day it's just a choice am i going to work past those reasons and decide to do whatever this thing i want to do is and in pro wrestling you have to be all in you have to eat live and breathe it especially if you want to be in the ring and um you know just from students i've worked with to peers i've heard a lot of complaining over the time i've heard a lot of people say yeah i would be further along but this guy's got a better body, or he plays politics, or whatever. That's not the case. Yes, people will play a little politics sometimes, and it's not a fair world. Nothing is fair, um, but you can control yourself. So that advice of stop bitching, stop complaining that you're not where you want to be, and fucking work. That's what gets you places. Putting in the work. I would be nowhere today. Every I don't have much in life, and I'm not a very um, I'm not big into uh, material position, uh, possessions. If it were up to me, I'd have like a little cottage or like prefab home on the beach and have my guitar, my dog, you know, hot woman. And that's all I need, right? Um, But uh, everything that I do have, I've I've earned and I've worked for. I just told you a story a little while ago about my wrestling career was over and it was verified that it was over and I would never do this again. And when I say worked for it, I mean that literally. I had to go through um, uh, PT um, training for years. I had to see different doctors for years. I had specific exercises and routines I had to do at home. Then my gym, um, my cardio, my lifting, all of that. So it's not like I just got better laying around after five years. Had I not done the things that I did, I wouldn't be on Nuff Said on February 11th. Had I not done the things that I said I was going to do, I wouldn't have this place behind me. I wouldn't be talking to you. So I'm a big believer, you you don't get anything without going all in and working. And, And people, you can do it. We can all list the reasons why and I got reasons why too. There are always reasons and it doesn't mean they're invalid. Some are good. I know I've heard wrestlers tell me, man, I'd love to do all this and go here. I got kids to support, man, I get it, but you need to find a way to have your career to provide for your family here while also tending to your children. Um, so there are ways around it, but if you wanna do something, work for it, And you're yeah, a prime I, example of that.
0: Well, I mean, you know, just, I, I've been in the business for over 37 years, being married and then, you know, being a superstar. And it's amazing how these young kids come in and think that instantly they're just going to be like on TV and they're going to have their name, you know, on, on in lights and they're going to have like the best the money and, the, you know, the big house. And everything wants to be done quickly and they want gratification right away. And, you know, when I, when Eddie died, I mean, I had two young girls and if I didn't show up to work, I wasn't getting paid that week. And people just don't realize that you have to eat, sleep, Shit! You have to dream wrestling. You have to love it enough that you have that. I had to leave my girls behind with a nanny because the only way I was going to be able to do anything was to show up and do the work and prove myself that I did have a right to be in that ring. And a lot of people, you know, thought, "Oh, she was just handed this." Let me let me say something. In WWE, if I was if I sucked, I am I am guaranteed that Vince McMahon would have said, "We cannot use you. We love you, but no, thank you." I went to every damn person around me. I'm like, what did I need to do? What what was bad? This this sounded off to me. What, what am I doing wrong? And if I didn't listen to those people, and if I didn't show up every week, and if I didn't practice at home in a mirror, which I thought was ridiculous at first, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today. And these kids had just come up and complain, and they complain about these nice hotels. I'm like, you have a hotel, like sometimes we slept in the car because there weren't no hotels for the city, you know, to give us it's just you have to really want this. And a lot of people get handed things, you know, in the wrestling industry and they don't know how to represent well. And I think that's just a, a big mistake that, that's taken, you know, but um it's just I I value your work ethic and I value, you know, everything about you because people need to hear this from you. They need to just kind of spend a day with you and let them you know, just kind of hear what you have to say, because wrestling is not about feelings. No one's your friend. This is all about being truthful and and being, you know, honest with each other. And if I sucked and if I was horrible, I would have said, you know, thank you so much. I'm out of here. You know I mean? Because this is an industry that fed my family, but didn't mean that I belong there. I had to earn my way to be there. And, you know, so, I mean, it's just, the way you the way you live and the way your your philosophy is, I'm just so attracted to it, and I respect it so damn much because you're just real. and we need more real people, you know, everywhere just to kind of like be the example in different locker rooms.
1: And that and that's thank you for that. And that's one of the things you and I connect on that we have in common is that same hustle, you know, all the stuff you're doing with your your education, your work on television, your work off screen, your businesses, your podcasts, you're the same way, you got the same drive. And what Vicky said, um, you know, a few minutes ago, that's some of the best advice to anybody that's listening right now that's in pro wrestling or wants to be. How she said when she was trying to learn this, she went up to every single person and asked what was good, what was bad, etc. cetera. That's why you got better, and you know that. Um, Had you not asked those questions and then did the work at home, you may have had a very, very short run, and we wouldn't be talking about you today, but you knew that you had to do that. So people that are listening, you have to do those things, and the most important part of it is when you ask for that lesson or ask for that help, you must be willing to receive it. So as a coach and somebody who, who mentors a, a large amount of um, athletes, what I do here, unfortunately, fairly often is they will ask me um, for the feedback or the advice. And what they're really asking for is me to tell me that they're good or tell me everything that was good. And if something was good, I will absolutely tell you that was great. But you need to hear what was bad. You need to hear what was decent, um, you need to hear what you know worked great, but if we did this, it would be even better. That's, that's how you grow as a performer. And you can't, you know, you can't call, crawl in a cocoon and die if you get back and say, how was my pro? And they're like, it wasn't very good. What you need to do is say, okay, what would have made it better? And then thank them for their time and go home, reflect on that and come back better the next time. That's the biggest crutch that I've seen, I think, in the developing, uh, whether it be wrestler, wrestler manager, whatever, is uh, getting feedback and being able to apply that um, without just wanting to hear how great you are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Chris, let's just remind everyone where they can find you. Uh, I know the NWA tickets are at nwatix.com. That's where you get your tickets. Guys, I encourage you to go check out uh, Empower, I mean NWA Power. It's so it's so great and it's going to be in Nashville, Tennessee on January 31st. And then of course, we have to watch Chris Silvio at Nufstead Pay-Per-View on uh, in Tampa, Florida. It's going to be on February 11th. I'm excited for this. Um, tell everyone where they can find you and get your and get your contact so they can possibly join your dojo. And then I'll get residuals off of this because I brought people to you and
1: we'll work together. See, you're a businesswoman. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, I'm not so sure I want people finding me. This is kind of like a private location, but if you want to like message me or something like that, um, all my handles are at the Chris Silvio. Keep it uniform. Lesson I learned from the great Shane Helms. Um, at the Chris Silvio and everything and Chris Silvio on Facebook. Um, I'm very excited. The Power on the 31st um, is gonna be our very first live NWA Power. And it's at a pretty big venue in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, So that's gonna be really cool. I will be in attendance. um, And I have something very important to say um, concerning uh, my client, Jack Stane, who as you may or may not know, is in fact the greatest heavyweight attraction in the world today. Um, so I'll be telling you all about Jaxi um, and then super, super, super special time and moment in my life, February 11th, Tampa, Florida, Enough said pay-per-view. Um, tickets are already flying uh, off the shelves, as the kids say. Um, if you're around Tampa and you um, want to get a ticket, I recommend reaching out to me Um, because I actually have physical custom tickets with like the show graphic and everything. They're really cool. Um, When you go online, you buy your tickets and you just come in with like a printed piece of paper with like a barcode. But I have actual cool like collectors, special eyes tickets. So you can keep that after the show. So just contact me on social media for that. Um, And then we will have two days of TV um, following the uh, Nuff Said pay-per-view on the 11th. It'll be the 12th and 13th, and that's gonna be at the PBS studio in Tampa. Um, And you can be part of the studio audience. Um, There's usually like a little um, meet and greet prior to it. What's cool about coming to the TVs is um, like, sometimes it'll be like, let's say Billy, Velvet Sky and Chris Masters. will come out for like 30 minutes and talk to the fans and you ask some questions and stuff like that. And uh, then the show will start. You get to see a bunch of wrestling get some spoilers for a couple weeks of tv um and see some great wrestling action so uh, both um tickets for the pay-per-view and the television tapings on the 12th and 13th are on nwatix.com i didn't make sweet awesome collectors edition tickets for the tv tapings my apologies guys but i should have uh next year i'll I'll do that thank you
0: chris so much i admire you you're one of my mentors, I, I respect you and I wish you nothing but blessings and success in your career. And I'll be watching you. I had enough said.
1: Likewise. And thank you so much, Vicki. You're awesome. You are um, a phenomenal performer, even better human being. And, uh, you know, anytime you need anything, I got your back. So night your or day, number. <laughs> call your homeboy and I got you covered.
0: Thank you so much. And uh, tell Genocide, I will be asking her to be on my show. And I wish you guys so much success and happiness. And thank you again. And happy new year.
1: Thank you. Much love, my friend. We'll talk soon.
0: Thank you. Bye. Bye, Vicki. Thank you so much. There you have it, everyone. Another amazing guest on the Excuse Me podcast. Thank you. To my good friend, Chris Silvio, I look forward to working with you again in the future. And guys, just to remind you, on January 31st is NWA Power from Nashville, Tennessee, as well as the pay-per-view Nuff Said, which is going to be from Tampa, Florida on February 11th. Check out Chris Silvio because he is going to be finally in competition as a singles competitor. I'm excited for this. And guys, I'm on season four. Thank you so much for all of your support and clicking, downloading, commenting, all your feedback. I'm listening and I'm trying to get to every email and make this a better show week after week. Um, If you have anything you want to get a hold of me for in regards to the podcast or bookings or a guest idea, please email me at vicky at outlook.com. I appreciate all of your support. Take care, love one another, do something for yourself each and every day, and I will see you on the other side. Excuse me!